Welcome to an all new feature here on The Payoff. It's called The Daily Payoff. As our longtime listeners know, we are the first podcast in the world each week to cover one professional wrestling match. We do a deep dive into the build, the payoff, and the aftermath. And now we're going to do something else for the first time ever. We're going to talk about the wrestling business in under 10 minutes, Monday through Friday. Some will go all 10 minutes, and I got the timer going right now. Others might be two or three minutes. This is a podcast for someone that just wants a high-level understanding of what's going on in the wrestling business without having to listen to a 90-minute podcast or a rundown of every segment of Raw and SmackDown or have to watch all five hours of AEW and Ring of Honor and all five hours of WWE. It's just a quick, hard-hitting, 10 or less minutes on the go for those of you that are busy. We're not going to cover everything. We're not going to cover every news item. We're just going to cover some of the big things going on, tell you what's up, give you our take on it, and let you get on with your day. So let's jump right into it. First of all, Endeavor, WWE, are now in business together. WWE and UFC will be sister companies. I got to tell you, this is by a mile the best case scenario that could happen for us WWE loyalists. Uh, A lot of folks were texting me saying, is this good? Is this bad? What do you think? I said, I I can't explain to you how good this is. Uh, I mean, the thought of Disney owning WWE, the thought of Comcast, the thought of the Saudi government. I mean, we laugh, but these were all very likely scenarios at one point or another, um, and they were certainly in the mix. So maybe it'll come out if there were any other serious suitors, if there was a bidding war. My guess is we'll probably never know. Um, I just think that so many of these other avenues, again, take Disney, for instance. You know, what does the WWE look like in 10 years? You know, the WWE is so it's so reliant on the people involved and i know it's a you know company that's now valued at over 9 billion dollars and publicly traded for over 4 billion and but at the end of the day i mean there's a handful of people that really run that organization and if those people over time are um, thrown out uh, or kicked out or fired uh, or quit then who's running it And, you know, I know that these folks aren't going to live forever, but I feel very confident in Nick Khan, Triple H, Bruce Prichard, and many other folks that are there. Um, I would prefer Vince stayed out of creative. It does not look like that's going to happen. Um, But it's going to be really interesting to see what Endeavor does with this organization. Um, You know, UFC has 3 X'd. Uh, a lot of that growth has been international. I, I can't imagine this will be much different. Maybe it'll 2x, but there is so much opportunity to grow the company around the globe. Um, you see the event coming up in Puerto Rico with Backlash, uh, a UK pay-per-view coming. Uh, the, the, the globe is the uh, WWE's canvas now. And it's going to be so cool to see these huge events. Uh, I'm sure Australia at some point soon. You know that they're going to go back to the UK. Uh, even that crowd in Montreal, I mean, the WrestleMania crowd, if you can get those big energetic crowds 
most of which you're going to find in a stadium, but Montreal was great in a, in a regular arena. If you can start creating those environments, man, the talent feeds off of it. And it forces WWE to put on a great show because they can't put on a paint-by-the-numbers old SmackDown B pay-per-view in front of that Montreal crowd or in front of that UK crowd. So that's what I love about these big stadium shows and, you know, filling Ford Field for SummerSlam. You think they're going to throw a mediocre card out there? And that's the other thing I I said recently. When's the last bad WWE pay-per-view? You know, at some point during the pandemic, sure. But, I mean, since then, they're just firing on all cylinders. So, you know, wanting to double the company, wanting to be international, wanting to fill stadiums, you're going to get the best booking, the best talent, the best matches, the best everything they possibly can. The only drawback I – well, I see two potential drawbacks. First of all, I think Vince is walking with a pretty big chip on his shoulder right now. And I think that that's going to translate to him being – very, very involved in things that he hasn't been involved in. Um, I think the creative of the product could be hurt if he's going to be in the kitchen. So that's one thing I'm concerned about because it was made clear that Vince has as much power in that company as he has ever had um, based on the way they structure this deal. The other drawback is, you know, it'll take a few years to shake out, but what's going to happen with the TV deals? Could we see pay-per-views back being paid for like UFC. I think it's tough to put the toothpaste back in the bottle. I think it'd be a very tough sell to tell WWE fans um, who are not the most affluent that, hey, you need to throw uh, 50, 60, 70 bucks at a pay-per-view and we're going to ask you to do that 8 to 12 times a year. I I just think that especially after them being free for literally 9 years now, The network was WrestleMania 30. So nine years now of free pay-per-views, how do you go back to making people pay for them? I just don't see it. Maybe WrestleMania is paid for. Maybe the big four you pay for. But ugh, I just, I love the way it is with Peacock right now, and I I hope that continues. A couple other thoughts. Uh, Hall of Fame, uh, you know, obviously not the most remarkable, um, you know, group of talents that went in. But I'll tell you, that Conan uh, speech for Ray. It was one of, if not the best inductions I can ever remember. And I mean, I, I probably watched every induction that's ever happened. Uh, I don't think I've ever missed one. And I, I can't think of more than a few that are in that category with Conan. So major, major props there. WrestleMania was a bear, obviously. The two nights, so much better than the one night. Um, I don't really see a drawback other than going to the event. You know, you're kind of spending double on tickets, and it's it's a it's a bear to go to live. Um, so that's the only drawback I, I think of the two nights. Otherwise, it's fantastic viewing, four hours in and out both nights. Um, God, I, I can talk about WrestleMania, but beauty of this is we only have two minutes and forty five seconds left. So, couple WrestleMania thoughts: Ray and Charlotte off the charts. It was excellent. What a what a great 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 match. Um, and then what a great one-two punch with Sammy and KO afterwards. What a, a perfect main event. I, I think that is so cool that a tag team title match after tag teams were the laughing stock of WWE for major stretches. And, and even when they were prevalent, they were still an undercard act. For them to main event that, just awesome. And, you know, how can you not love all four of those guys? I will tell you that Shane McMahon injury 
terrified me. I don't know why. Um, I've heard from people that he is just the nicest, coolest guy, um, really a good, genuine person. So I guess I've just always pulled for him. But when he got hurt, I was just sick to my stomach. And part of it was he was just so excited about being out there. And so just hated, hated to see that. And I was kind of sick in my stomach the rest of the night just, just feeling for him. Uh, Roman was the right call. Um, I, I think Cody, I think there's more story to tell, and I think it can even mean more later on. It just felt a little preordained and a little forced, if you will. Um, it was almost too predictable. So I like the story of him continuing to fight. Um, and, and let's be honest here, Roman Reigns is in the category of Hulk Hogan, Steve Austin, John Cena. Who else do you even put in that category? The Rock's not in that category. I mean, again, the, the sustainability of this run, the money they've drawn. Last thing I'm going to leave you with, last night, Lesnar, Cody, um, I, you know, I'm guessing main event of either Backlash or the next Saudi show. Uh, I guess Lesnar's sticking around. I like him better as a heel. Uh, I, I think that, you know, again, accepting the fact that Cody was not going to win the title, that's not the, the time and place that was going to happen. What better of a feud could you ask for than a heel Brock Lesnar? Um, I feel good about Cody going over in this feud. I love Lesnar being back. He's a great attraction. The babyface run was uh, fun, but he should be absolutely uh, be a heel. And uh, you've heard me say this before on the podcast. Brock Lesnar is a top 10 all-time talent, 20-plus years on top. Just what an awesome attraction. So that's all I got for you. The Daily Payoff. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think on Twitter, at PayoffPod. And uh, let's just keep doing this and see what happens. This was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us your feedback. And we'll see you again tomorrow.